I saw an interview recently. Uh, there was a, a young African-American man, and he was going around a college campus speaking to university students. Those interviews are usually very interesting. Um, not again, they're not very scientific, but it's just a, a, a bit of a test as to where culture is or where culture is going. So this is something that hasn't really hit Ireland as badly yet, but uh, I'll explain the, the interview. So this I'll say, African-American guy asks uh, a white girl, uh, he says, what do you think of white men? Right? Now, again, this hasn't hit Ireland as badly yet, but for, the, for younger generations, those two words are fairly negative, white and man. Right? They're, they're, these are like bad words today. Because uh, there's, because of wokeism and all this this, this new ideology that's out there, uh, to be white is it means kind of privilege. Uh, it means that you were probably racist. It means that uh, your success is probably due to the fact that you've walked on minorities uh, in the past and so on. So, so he, he asks, what do, you, "What do you think of white men?" And she goes, "Oh my goodness, no, no, no! What a turnoff! Absolutely awful!" Uh, and such. So, so he, he lets her reaction play out, and then he says, "And what, what do you think of black men?" And she goes, "Oh, love them." Absolutely fantastic, right? And he said, "Do you think it's fair that uh, you could say that you don't like all white men, but you like black men? What if that was reversed? What if you were to say, if I were to ask you, what do you think of black men? You said, oh, and have the same reaction for as you had for, for for white men. Oh, don't like them, can't stand them, absolutely awful. Would that be racist?" He said, and she said, "Well, it's it's not that I, it's not racist. It's just I don't like. It's just well, well, it's." It's just, it's different. <laughs> and she wasn't able to explain like, how it's not racist. It's not racist to say, I don't like white men, but it is racist to say, I don't like black men. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, but it's this where, see, this is where the, where the world has gone now. In the, name of, in the name of freedom, in the name of love, we're starting to contradict ourselves. The whole thing gets a bit twisted. The whole thing is starting to get a, a bit turned upside down. I mean, if, if you go back, a, what, 50, 60 years now, was it? Back to the kind of the, the Woodstock generation, all that kind of you know, free love idea. But in order to free love, sorry, love, love was never chained up. Love was never unfree in the sense that uh, love, one was always free to love whoever one wanted. That was never the issue. Now, sleeping around is quite a different thing. But love was always... You were free to love whoever you wanted, by all means. It's, it's, it's a commandment of our church. Love everyone. Love everyone. It does not say sleep with everyone. That's a different thing. Okay, so, so this idea of, in, in order to free love, we actually, we actually killed it. Because then what was being experienced by people on the ground, while it felt free, the consequences weren't. And so then you end up with either STDs, single-parent homes, or just people feeling used. Just feeling used. Not feeling loved, feeling used. But going back to that same polluted well over and over again to satisfy the thirst because there's nothing else there, right? Because this is love, right? That's what we've been told. So we look at how, how, how culture has gone, how our world is going now. And in, in the name of freedom, we're killing freedom. In the name of love, we're killing love. So what, what do we have? We have this, this mess now where so many people are unhappy even though they have what they, what they want, what they think they want, what's driving them. They think they have it. But they're not happy. They're not happy. And, and more and more we're seeing this, this uh, cultural degradation in society where because of, the, because of the so much 
pornography out there because there's so much uh, promiscuity out there. Again, people are ending, ending up feeling hurt. People are ending up feeling used. They're not feeling free. Our gospel today, to try and put Jesus on the spot, they ask him, what's the greatest commandment? And he says what? You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest commandment. And the second resembles it. You must love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang the whole law and the prophets also. If we can't get our relationships with, with people right, it's going to be very difficult for us to get our relationship with God right. Because our, the lived relationships we have with people, they, they colour how we see God, especially our relationship with our Father will colour how we see God the Father. Our relationship with our mother will, will, will colour how we see Our Lady. So if these human relationships, are, if they're so badly damaged, it makes it very difficult for us to see God in the right light. So what do, we, what do we have? We have a situation now where in order to find love, we're destroying love. In order to find freedom, we're destroying freedom. We're choosing our addictions, but that's exactly what they are, and we're calling, we're calling it freedom. So what's the Lord saying? Well, he's saying, put the Lord in the first place. Put the Lord in the first place, and then we learn how to love each other. Self-sacrifice. Even yesterday we went out into the forest there, a, a group of us from here, and it's such a beautiful forest. It's all, all the autumn colours are out, reds and gold and some evergreens thrown in, and just, just this carpet of, of, of beauty, really. And then we were walking through the river and we got absolutely soaked and it was freezing and some people had runners on and they walked through a two-foot river just waded through and just muck and water and dampness and humidity and I see someone isn't happy with this talk at all. We have a mother here who's very concerned about people getting sick, is it? But, um, and it was just great, pure, honest to goodness, fun. Just no... I mean, when you, when, you, when you come to think of it, like, what's considered fun these days? What's considered fun these days results in hangover and maybe a pregnancy test and a lot of worry and concern and an empty wallet. And we go out and just have fun for, for two hours and come back, actually, and that experience has now helped us to pray. We come back rejoicing in the beauty of God's creation. We come back rejoicing in the beauty of just healthy friendship. We come back rejoicing in, in the health of our bodies that we're able to go walk and run and wade through rivers and do stupid things. So all these things then animate, inform, help, deepen our relationship with God. So, so these, these relationships work together. The more I understand who God is and what he's called me to, then the more I can love those around me. The more I love those around me, the more I'm grateful to God for those he has given me. So these, these relationships, they, 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 they help each other. Yeah. Receiving love from human beings, I learn what the love of God is like. Amen. Learning what the love of God is like helps me to, to, to love other people authentically, selflessly. To love them with his heart. We are in for a cultural shake-up. Uh, this...
the situation that we're in is not good. For young people, it's not good. My prayer is that when things fall apart, and, and they will, that we'll know where to run. That we'll run back to the Father. That we'll run back to God. That we'll run back to him who will teach us what true love is, what true freedom is. So we ask the Lord today to illuminate our hearts, to free us from all that binds us, and to set us free so that we can love authentically. Amen.